1: Welcome back to the second hour of the Colleen and Bradley show. I'm Bradley Trainer, and I wait, I'm getting a feeling. I think I'm seeing a lady with red hair. Oh, yes. Look, it's Colleen Lindstrom. How did you know? Because I'm psychic. No, because I can see your face. Also, oh. Holly Roberts here and Colleen is uh, from an undisclosed location recording today. Recording? I think we're broadcasting. No, I'm
0: live. <laughs> right. I'm live.
1: She's live for now. <laughs> um, speaking of, I do want to talk about something I fell down uh, into over the weekend, and that's a rabbit hole, a YouTube rabbit hole over the Hollywood medium. Have you ever watched that show?
0: Uh, you know, maybe like I watched a little bit of it, but not enough to know enough.
1: I'm going to ask you a question um, I know the answer to. Did you oh, love or oh, do you- what? Hold on. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's sorry. Okay. <laughs> I know the answer, so don't get it wrong. No, what I'm saying is, like, uh, I know this, but the listener may not. Did you love uh, Teresa Caputo, the Obviously. Long Island medium?
0: Yes. I, and what's the name of the Hollywood medium? Tyler, Tyler, Tyler Henry?
1: Tyler No, it's Tyler Henry, no, I think. You're Henry, right. yeah. yeah.
0: And he's, like, young. He's, like, 20 not even he's like young
1: yeah i think he's in his twi- early 20s um right now but i think he got his start on his show like when he was 19 or something
0: oh i was gonna say 17 oh like, maybe but he's maybe. a baby face yeah. he's a teeny tyner
1: yeah a teeny tyner
0: <laughs> he's just a little baby <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay he's like a grown person but whatever <laughs> no but anyway uh tyler henry uh, the Hollywood medium, and I uh, somehow YouTube was like, you want to watch this, and I didn't watch it. Any-
0: because YouTube is psychic.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It knew that I wanted to watch this. You can watch it, I think, on Hulu or some other premium, and I have Hulu, but oddly, like, it showed up in my, my YouTube algorithm. YouTube. So I got hmm. stuck in a YouTube spiral watching it, and it gave me the feeling that we had when we were obsessed with Uh, the Long Island medium, but the difference is it's with celebrities. Like, those of you who watch this show, you know all this, but I'm just giving you background for, like, how I ended up falling down this hole. And it brought back for me all of the things that I loved about watching Teresa Caputo. And for whatever reason, we just fell off of that show. And I don't remember if there was a specific reason.
0: I feel like there was a reason, and I don't remember if it was her she got divorced or if it was because honestly, because I think we do this often when people go to Hollywood. Yeah. When we like to yeah, look yeah, at yeah. them when they're living their normal life yeah. and she went super Hollywood and we were like, deuces were out. Well, and
1: also by the way, she was on our show early on. Also, we went to her show and you didn't cause you were sick, but in the process, well, that's,
0: That's a bizarre story. Yeah. So
1: in the process, so for those of you who don't know, and trust me, we're going somewhere. I just wanted to give you some background for why I was, uh, you know, found myself just like candy eating little clips of the Hollywood medium. We used to be obsessed with Long Island medium. She was on the show because she was coming to town, I think, or every time she came to town, because I think it was more than once she would pop Mm -hmm. in and and we were obsessed with her show well, Colleen was supposed to go with me. It was going to be her and her husband, and me and Jamie. And uh, you know, we got to see her at Mystic Lake. Yep. You were mm-hmm. sick, so you bowed I had out at the strep
0: throat. You
1: bowed out at so, the last minute.
0: Bye. And I was so disappointed because I wanted to go so bad, and instead, Alexis and Anhel went.
1: Yeah. So I was like, "Hey, Alexis, you want to go?" So she was like, "Sure." Unbeknownst to me, I think even at the time she was or I don't I don't think it was a known quantity that Angel was gonna show up. Like she was gonna bring a girlfriend or something, and then for whatever reason Angel came. So we're all sitting there in the audience and then at the very last so she did the reading of the room, right? And she goes, basically just like went all around, you know, that big giant auditorium at at Mm -hmm. Mystic Lake and she gave reading after reading. Some of them you were like, Ooh, I don't know. Cause I've always just for the record, been kind of like in the middle, like she is talented and has a gift. I don't know what that is, but it's not for me to judge. It's just, I, I enjoyed watching the experience.
0: You're medium on
1: mediums. I'm definitely medium on mediums. Good one. (laughs) Um, So the very last reading she does is on hell, is Alexis Thompson's husband, and brings up all of these things that even Alexis didn't know. And it was just so amazing. She, you know, I'm not going to give you the whole story. I'd rather let her tell that story for whatever she's comfortable with, but it was like a tragic... And to his life on um, Hell's dad, and she, you know, she knew all of the details. And she gave him some resolution or some c- closure, some feeling yeah. of completion with that relationship. It was very, very eye-opening
0: and if i can just add this part the thing that the reason why we whenever we tell that story we tell the whole story is because a lot of times people think that those uh big performances they've researched people in the crowd based on who has the tickets or whatever. But on wasn't supposed to be there that day Yeah, because I was supposed to be there with my spouse yep. and then Alexis was going to go, but he wasn't going to be the one. Yeah. So anyway, he there was found no himself chance there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Thank you for it bringing that up. So
1: that was the thing where you're like, yeah. okay, something is going on. I don't know what it is, but this woman is absolutely amazing. And I don't know, um, I didn't have quite the same feeling with uh, Tyler Henry, but at the same time I did. Like, he has a gift of some kind, but it's hard when you see him enter with a a known celebrity. Like, I watched a clip where he talked to Latoya about Michael's last few, like, moments, and I was like, oh, I mean, isn't that, like, don't you just... That would be easier to sort of come up with stuff. Like you know Michael Jackson. Right. It isn't you know right. how Michael Jackson like he 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 purports to not be told where he's going, but at the same time, you know, there are certain celebrities where you're like, Well, there's no way you wouldn't know that, right?
0: Well, I mean, like if I didn't You mean like he doesn't know who he's gonna read? Is that what you mean? Yeah. So like he
1: doesn't know where he's going Um, when he does a reading. They literally, I think his mom like literally just drops him off, and they're like, bye. And the (laughs) celebrity. Well, in the early episodes, it would be his him and his mom in a car. Yeah. And he would roll up, and a lot of times he didn't know the celebrity, which is hilarious because he's like he was nineteen twenty. He doesn't know all the people we know, so he had Tracy. He went to see Tracy Gold. Is Tracy Gold? Oh yeah. From Growing Pains. Yeah. And um, he had no clue who she was, right? But, you know, like you and I showing up at her door, we'd be like, oh, my God, it's Tracy. Show me that smile. Ooh, show! <laughs> we'd be doing the theme song, right? But he uh, had no 100%. clue. But then I'm saying, like, once you get to celebrities like Michael Jackson. Yeah. You know, like, how could you not yeah. know?
0: So well, I don't- and like you said, like, you don't, he, I don't know. I hate to say this, but he could, you could make up a story yeah. to tell. Yeah. About something that you know enough about. Yeah. Right? So listen though, I gotta be honest. I'm all in on mediums. Yeah. So no, I know, I know I'm you've not, got the
1: you've got the the you definitely are all in. Your mediums, ghosts, Colleen, I'm XL. Is, she's XL on the mediums. <laughs> yes. I'm definitely lukewarm on the mediums. Holly, how are you? I feel like you might be somewhat medium, but I don't know. I don't know what your relationship with psychics and mediums are.
2: I'd say it's medium rare.
1: Okay, what does that mean?
2: It means that I've never encountered a medium, but okay. I would be open yeah to what they had to mm-hmm. say cuz most of, I've never really had any questions for them.
1: Yeah, I don't know what questions I would have, but the thing I keep coming back to is like they have a gift of some kind. There is a definite gift, right? Like we've had enough interactions on this show with mediums. We used to have a mm-hmm. regular psychic and medium on the show um and she was very very talented. But that said, like, I just, I, it's like, you can never really know what it is that they experience, but at the same time, you know, it's something, right?
0: Right. Well, so, okay. So I'll just, let's just, can we get like the, like pan flute? Because I have a thought about this and basically this is all it is, is, thank you. If it works for you, then go with it. Yeah. And if it doesn't work for you. Don't okay don't you know what i'm saying like um even like when you talk to a medium they they may say some things that are completely right on and you're like oh my gosh like if it works for you then stick with it and yeah. if it if the if they say something that's off it doesn't mean that they're bad at it. It just means like something didn't make sense to them or they were it's like they're, they're they're like translating a different language. Yeah. So like they're they're going to translate it in the way that makes sense to them and if it doesn't work for you, it's okay to be like, well that didn't work yeah for me
1: well and i and i think that there are there are people who are really good at whatever that gift is um and despite what you think if like you said if it works great and then i think there are probably people who just like take advantage of other people like remember that lady wasn't oh, yeah. there a lady in anoka that just got like arrested for like taking lots of money from vulnerable people claiming she was a psychic uh-
0: Probably, yeah. My son and I were in Joplin, and we saw like a storefront that said psychic. By the way, it was right Hopkins, next to it a place. Hopkins, it was not
1: Anoka, Sorry, go ahead.
0: Um, there was a a psychic like storefront, and then right next to it was hearing aids, and it looked like they, <laughs> they were advertising hearing psychic hearing aids. I'm going to tell you we, what you're going to hear. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> but then my but my son did say he was like, "Can we go see the psychic?" And I was like, "We're not going to go see the storefront." Psychic, Yeah. That just something about that doesn't feel right. Yeah.
1: Like, come on in. We'll give you a two for one.
0: Right. Yeah. No, thanks.
1: No, but, um, but you know who to go to. All right. When we come back, we have to talk about a celebrity who really hasn't been talking much until she made a Hollywood comeback. That's Cameron Diaz. We'll tell you about it when we come back right here on My Talk One. It- Cameron Diaz was an unwitting drug mule. What? I'm going to tell you the story here on the Colleen and Bradley show in mere moments. I'm Bradley Trainer. That's Colleen Lindstrom. Under a blanket in KCMO. Yeah. Hi. Hi. Um, And Holly Roberts, too. Thanks, Halls, for all things. Um, Did you hear what I said about Cameron Diaz?
0: Uh, you said she was a drug mule. I know. And I hey. didn't know.
1: Sorry. I didn't know mule. if you
0: meant she was actually a person who tried to traffic drugs. Yeah, well, unwittingly. Or if that was some sort of, like, new shoe style.
1: (laughs) Yes, no. Drug mule. It's just a a sandal (laughs) with some reefer on it. No. In (laughs) fact, she's talking about this, and it's funny because we haven't really heard much out of Cameron Diaz lately until she decided to come back to Hollywood, and now she's everywhere and she's doing the thing. And I will say... That she was on a podcast recently and told the story, and I just thought this is like the most random story ever. Apparently, she says that she um, <laughs> she wanted to, um, or she was headed to Paris, and she was gonna, she was trying to model. She said, "quote I didn't work a day um, trying to be a model in Paris. I was there a full year. I didn't work one day. I couldn't book a job to save my life. I got like one job, but really." I think I was like a mule carrying drugs to Morocco. So apparently she ended up uh, going to Morocco as a, you know, offshoot trip. She arrives there and officials asked her um, about her suitcase. And apparently it was there was a suitcase that she was given by the people that she worked with and it was locked and she was. They were. To, she was told. Just tell them it has like your costumes and stuff because you're a model. You're doing modeling things. It's just got your outfits and things. Uh, so she arrives in in Morocco. They ask her about the suitcase, but she got really, really like weird about it. She just had a bad feeling. And so when they were like, Yeah,
0: I can't imagine why.
1: Right? Like somebody gives you a strange suitcase. She goes, And
0: you don't have a way to get into it. (laughs) Exactly.
1: She says, All the calculations in my head went running back like, what the bleep is in this suitcase? I'm this blonde haired, blue eyed girl in Morocco. It's the 90s. I'm wearing torn jeans, platform boots, my hair down. This is really unsafe. Um, so that was, she, she joked that that was really the only job she ever got. So essentially she just disavowed the suitcase when they were like, we need to open this suitcase. Who does it belong to? She's like, it's not mine. I don't know. And, um, (laughs) you know, she doesn't say whether or not she actually, you know, if they actually opened the suitcase and there was drugs in it, but we can hear a little bit of the interview if you want to hear it.
2: I would love to.
1: Holly, can we play that clip of, uh, Cameron Diaz?
2: I got like one job, but really I think I was like a mule carrying drugs to Morocco, I swear to God. And they gave me a suitcase that was locked that had my costumes in it. And when I got there, the guy was like, whose suitcase is this? Can somebody open it? This is really unsafe. I was like, I don't know, it's not mine. I don't. I have no idea whose it is. <laughs> that was my only job I ever got in Paris. Ugh.
1: That seems like the most like Cameron Diaz thing possible.
0: Right. I feel like there's so much more to that story. Like in the telling of it, she's like, Yeah, no, it's not mine. I don't know whose it is. But something happened after that, right? Like they got into that suitcase.
1: Honestly, it just seems like the great like a great plot for a movie. You know, like right? young American goes to Paris to try to be a model, gets one job. Oh, that job is actually her just distra- uh being unwittingly turned into a drug mule and ends up in prison in Morocco or something right? or hijinks in oh Sioux.
0: I do have so many questions. Like, why didn't she ask questions, I guess? Well,
1: that's what I want to know. Like, did they open the dumb suitcase? What was inside?
0: Was there right? Drug? Also, like, they gave you a suitcase and they said, these are your costumes. <laughs> Who's going to open it? Who do I give it to? Where yeah, does it it's locked.
1: How am I supposed to get into it once I get there? Oh, don't worry. A guy named Bob will take the suitcase from you. It'll all be okay. It reminds no, me, Bradley, actually... I was going to ask
0: if you if you had, like, if this brought up any memories for you. Well,
1: it did, and I know you know the story, but um, the story immediately made me think of the time in college when I was, uh, I had a work-study job, and it was in recycling, like, so we just basically went around campus picking up recycling for two hours, and then I had to, like, can aluminum cans into bales, and oh my God, don't ever ever do that job if you can avoid it because it's this machine that turns aluminum cans into big bales and in the process Mm -hmm. it squeezes out everything that's inside of those cans
0: including people's chew spit
1: (laughs) it was the most violent and it was in a closet and we just had to sit there in this wafty closet marinating and disgustingness no but as part of that job i had the these two um like shift leads or whatever and one day they were like hey, do you want to make some extra money? And I was like, you know, because you know me. I'm like, sure, okay. What could possibly go wrong? They were like, okay, we'll come to our room tonight at 7 o'clock and we're going to tell you about a way to make some extra money. And so then I was telling my friends back on my floor, like, hey, you guys, I'm going to make some extra money doing this thing. And they're like, well, what is this thing? And I was like, I don't know, but my friend said, or my boss said I could make some extra money. They were like, yeah, you're not going to that meeting. Because they're probably going to want you to sell drugs. I didn't go to the meeting. I just continued with my work study. Oh, and we've lost Colleen. No worries. We'll have her back. When we come back, we've got celebrities behaving badly. D-bags right here on My Talk 1071. Two, eight, nine, celebrities continue to behave badly Each and every weekday, thankfully Thank you, celebrities, because otherwise We wouldn't have a whole segment for them Here on the Colleen and Bradley show Find out who our celebrities behaving badly are This day uh, in mere moments On the Colleen and Bradley show Hi, Colleen Hi Should we get right to the crazy, stu- <laughs> not crazy stupid idiots The tea bags, you know what I mean Let's do it
2: Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the day.
0: Who's your d Oh, it was emotional. Johnny Depp.
1: Oh, well, obviously. Why today? It's so
0: obvious. You guys, okay. The, this just starts with the question, haven't you had, aren't you, are you done? <laughs> haven't you, you done? had enough? No. Are you, are, are? is this still happening? Are we doing this? Yep. Johnny Depp has written a song now about his experience in the defamation trial with his former wife amber heard mm-hmm. Writing right right okay so he's written a song the track is going to be released this coming friday I bet it's a doozy I'm gonna read you some of the lyrics oh great we've got moment.
1: lyrics okay do you want us to yeah. set it to music or anything
0: no, okay. because I've got to be real careful with the lyrics.
1: Oh, okay. Because there
0: are some well-placed beeps and I don't want to be distracted. Okay. So he wrote this song that will be released on Friday. It's one of two songs that he's written on an album that he collaborated with uh, British guitarist Jeff Beck on. Okay. Okay. So, hold on. I, I, I Okay. The song <laughs> is called... The song is called... Oh, Sad... Mother bleeping parade.
1: Oh, a sad mother bleeping parade. This sounds fun.
0: Uh yeah, it sounds great. <laughs> um, he and uh, he, you know, listen.
1: Okay, <laughs> I can't. I oh, okay. What's Give it a try. Give it a try. What's going on, honey?
0: I, I'm trying to to tell you what some of
2: the lyrics are, but
1: I, You're gonna I'm scared. Okay, so do they
0: have? I think
2: you've. Go ahead, house. I was gonna say, is it uh, where can I find these lyrics on the internet? Uh, they're on the interwebs, um, but actually, there's just a few
0: um, of them in this article. I think you've said enough for one mother bleeping night. You're sitting there with a, like a dog with a seven year itch. Mm. If I had a That's dime, a it wouldn't reach your hand. That's about what I can do for okay. you right now.
1: Yeah. So he's bitter.
0: He's bitter but, like but this, when you're
1: Johnny you know, Depp I'm you like, turn that bitterness into art.
0: And that's an attention. Because this is all part of his like victory lap which he's been taking since mid uh trial. Why? You know, and I th- thank you. I just keep thinking like are you done yet? Are you done?
1: Uh. Are you done yet? No, he's not. Done. No.
0: I he's not. He's done. And so that's why he's making. No, D-bag. he's doing
1: he's just going to be he's going to be doing victory laps for as long as he can. And people love it. They eat it up.
0: Eat it up. Not, not not I. Thank you very much. So if you're interested Friday sad mother bleeping parade dry, uh, drops. No thanks. Thank you. No, I'm going to not.
1: All right, me neither. That. Yeah.
0: Thanks. Who's your D-bag?
1: My D-bag is none other than Vince uh Mcmahon. Oof. Again. So, do you guys know who the Vince McMahon is? Because I know you're like big a, wrestling people, right?
0: Back when WWE was WWF. I mean, he's been, he, that's how long he's been doing wrestling stuff. He's like the big uh, manager Announce
1: Or E first and then F?
0: It was
2: F first and then it was E.
1: I know, I'm just saying yeah. like the letter E Alphabet. comes before F.
2: Not to be confused with the other WWF, which is the World Wildlife Federation. Which is
1: why
0: they had to change it to the. That's why they had to change it to the E.
1: Yeah, because they wrestle wildlife. That's hard. Mm -hmm. Have you ever tried Mm -hmm. to punch a kangaroo? (laughs) Not easy. That sounded like a weird. Actually, it's easy to do. But ever punch a kangaroo? No, sorry. (laughs) Right
0: in the pouch.
1: (laughs) Oh, hey, oh, okay. No, we talked actually about Vince McMahon being a d-bag before, and you'll remember it's because he had a secret lady on the side that he allegedly tried to pay off to keep. Uh, things quiet about their illicit relationship because, of course, he is married. And I think she was an employee. At least I think it was framed in the context of a consensual relationship. But now, but now, but wait, there's more. He apparently has paid over $12 million in hush money over the past 16 years to suppress not only allegations of infidelity, but also sexual misconduct. Oof. Yep. Four women, in fact, all formerly affiliated with the WWE signed agreements with him. And remember, he's 76. And so this was big news when he stepped down. He stepped down as the CEO and chairman of WWE uh, in the middle of last month after that alleged misconduct where he tried to pay a former paralegal three million dollars. Actually, that was not a consensual relationship. I think he was accused of sexually harassing her on the job.
0: Okay, but can I ask a question? Because I don't yeah. remember the answer to this. When he stepped down, I don't know. Did he say that there was no truth to the allegations? Or did he even acknowledge them? I can't remember.
1: Yeah, I I know. Uh, I don't think he talked about them specifically. Okay. But he just announced what would be happening. Like what was going to take place. He named his daughter, or WWE rather, named his daughter as the interim CEO and chairwoman uh, of Uh, the outfit during this investigation into his alleged misconduct, but he was going to continue to oversee the creative side. But now we've got, you know, this always happens. Does it not? You have like one allegation of something and everybody goes, Oh, I can't believe it. That's so hard to believe. Or we used to anyway. Mm -hmm. So hard to Mm -hmm. believe. I can't believe it. Oh my God. Just wait. Because if the misconduct is legitimate You can imagine it's a pattern, especially for somebody who's at the head of a major organization who has a lot of power and finances, right? Like if he tried to pay somebody off, this is probably not the first time he's tried to pay somebody off. Oh, look, this wasn't the first time he tried to pay somebody off. And remember, Mm -hmm. this is a very high stakes industry. Literally, the revenue for WWE $1 billion last year. That actually exceeded a billion dollars last year. Um, so this is this is no small thing. This is not just like oh, some guy who's got the who they do the the wrestling on the TV. No, oh no, this is,
0: no, no, no. This is huge.
1: This is absolutely um, um, you know seismic proportions. So um,
0: and dare I say, I'm sure there's more. Where I mean, if right? we if we've got what four? Well, he's seven said?
1: and he's been yeah there so for years.
0: Yeah, so he's been busy is what we're saying.
1: Yeah, he's been busy being uh, a D-bag. Nasty. If also, not right criminal, more on that. Right, right. We'll learn right. as the future goes on.
0: And that's what I mean is like, we probably have only really scratched, like we're grossed out now, and he's terrible now, mm-hmm. and we've probably only scratched the surface of how absolutely, completely terrible he actually is. Because this is like you said, it, history repeats, and we've learned this m- too many times, in the past few years where there's one, there's many, and usually there's a story
1: Yep, that's I'm, similar. I'm uncomfortable. Why?
0: I am too. Just
2: all of that.
1: It's uncomfortable. <laughs> I mean, yes, it's like the <laughs> understatement of the century. What? Yeah. Just putting it out I'm there. I'm uncomfortable. Yes, you should be. Mm-hmm. Also, uh... hello. When are we going to figure this out, people? Ugh. <sighs> You've got people I, in positions yeah. of power and authority. And I I bet you, I bet you, I bet you. How many times am I going to say that? I bet you that there were people sounding this alarm a long time ago.
0: And then there were people covering it up yeah. for the person. Yeah, because right? when you're in and that just position. Just like we've seen.
1: And in fact, this reminds me, you know, of course, it reminds us of people like Harvey Weinstein. By the way, I think there's a new book coming out called like, oh, Ending... Harvey Weinstein or something? Ending something? I don't know. It's all about apparently like the definitive account of the story of Harvey Weinstein, like Cradle to Grave, how that all went down. So
2: It's called a Hollywood Ending.
1: Hollywood Ending, okay. Which
2: is what the New York Times purports to be a cradle-to-jail biography of Harvey Weinstein.
1: I'm fascinated by that, not because I'm fascinated by Harvey Weinstein. I'm fascinated by what Harvey Weinstein was able to... Um, create in terms of a system that allowed him to perpetually abuse people and the support system that it provided. Because remember all those women, not all those women, there were men and women, but I think one of the most shocking things about the story was like the accounts of like his female assistants who would be bringing women, Mm -hmm. very likely knowing that those women were going to be abused or assaulted Like, Mm -hmm. just what kind of, like, how is a person able to create that kind of a maniacal institution that employs other people to maintain its disgustingness?
0: And then on a micro level, we're super fascinated by that, right? Yeah. But then when you zoom out and you think about the fact that since we learned about Harvey Weinstein creating that kind of a system... There have been so many other people in power who have created a similar type of system. Yeah. And then and then you consider those are the only ones we know about. Yeah, There are still plenty of people who also likely, and this is the part that I get that blows my mind, who still probably think there's absolutely nothing wrong with what they did, that it's worth covering up. Mm-hmm. You, do you see what I mean? Yeah. Like there are people who you like you and I, because we have morals and scruples would be quaking in our boots. If we knew that we had covered up something, but these people probably still believe that they have done nothing wrong. Yeah. Um, and we won't know about them unless or until enough people come forward. Yeah. And so s- Vince McMahon is like a, is actually like an example of that.
1: Yeah. But you know, like how, lo- how many of these, many of these examples do you need before you start to think oh what, is this the exception
2: well <laughs> thank you also harvey weinstein vince mcmahon I mean, these, these are- folks are not at the height of their power when they are exposed so going That's to the true. point that there ah. are there are folks that we don't know are doing things because they are still at the height of their power. People can still gain access by doing this kind of behavior and maybe they still are wielding power
1: that does not allow for people to feel safe and comfortable sharing these kinds of things. Right. Yeah. And again, I mean, there's not like, there's a finite number of, you know, Harvey Weinstein's Vince McMahon's in the world. How many, of them do you need to hear about doing this kind of thing? Like I'm saying, irrespective of their, their uh, crimes or alleged crimes, like those positions are few and far between. Like there's not a ton right. of them, right? But like there's so many of them where we've seen this kind of behavior go along with those positions that you begin to wonder like, okay, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's somewhat depressing.
0: Yeah. It's depressing. That's How? why Holly was uncomfortable.
1: Okay. I know I'm uncomfortable. I can just we can move Speaking on? of Holly being
0: uncomfortable, you know what we can oh, okay. move on to?
1: Something that really made you uncomfortable this weekend <laughs> your high school reunion. Oh. <sighs> Do you want to talk about it, Holly? Well, we're
2: going to talk about Yay! it. Yay! I heard it's you a saw safe some space. stuff. It's a safe space.
1: Do you want to tell us what you saw?
2: I will after the break.
1: All right. Well, that's a tease right here on My Talk 1071.